Emma Mae Jenkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up? What's up? Incredible, loved, and valued people. I am Emma Mae Jenkins, and I'm so thankful that I get to have you on the Have You Heard podcast where faith comes by hearing, and that is the Word of Christ. And I'm really excited because today we have a guest with us that is truly such a world changer, such an impact an impactful vessel of the Lord. And I'm so thankful I get to talk with her today and y'all be blessed by her presence on the podcast. So friends, without further ado, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get into the word. Y'all, today we have the one and only loved difference-making Jenny Allen with us, and we're talking about the incredible power of focusing on building up God's kingdom and not our own, and I'm very excited about it. Jenny Allen, welcome to the podcast. Oh, it's so good to be here, Emma <laughs> May. I'm so glad to, to see your face and, and get to just talk about Jesus together. I can't wait. Yeah. Me too. Me too. And I will definitely do this before we wrap up our conversation, but please let everybody know how they can get connected to you, how they can follow along with all the incredible things that you are doing, all the, all the things. Yes. Okay. So JennyAllen.com is everything, all the little things that I love and care about. If gatherings linked there and books and studies and everything I build is linked there. So yes, J-E-N-N-I-E-Allen.com. Perfect. And y'all definitely want to follow. I follow her and am blessed by her all the time. (laughs) So as I mentioned, guys, I really had it on my heart to talk about building the kingdom. And Jenny has, I want to read a post to y'all that Jenny actually made really recently. And then just hear your heart, Jenny, on what led you to write this, how you yourself have experienced it in your own life. And, And yeah, we'll just go from there. So this was like very recently, but you said, I'm not who I was 10 years ago when I started this, this being having a platform, making disciples who make disciples and being able to do it in the means by which you're doing it. You said, my skin is thicker. And if it wasn't, I couldn't do this. Every single day I get pushed back and not constructive criticism from from someone who loves me, public hateful opinions, comments, messages. And it doesn't even phase me. Guess why? I love this because I know I'm right with God. He's my best friend. He knows I love none of this more than him. He knows I'll do anything for him. And I have very godly real life humans I'm submissive to if and when I do get off track. And this is so cool. I'm in this whole gig for heaven, not approval of a few humans on earth. Why tell you this? Because some of you can't do what God's called you to do because you still love people's opinions more than God. And he doesn't compete. So kill the idol. Make God himself your prize. Place your life under the submission to godly people and you'll care less about the many voices and start to know the only voice that matters. And you live that out so powerfully about like stewarding the platform that the Lord has entrusted to you for the glory of his name. And especially on the public scale that you're on, you probably hear so many voices that are telling you so many different opinions about God, about his word, about you, about your family. And I just want to hear 
how you got to where you got and have you always been able to only listen to the only voice that matters? (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) There was a season that, in fact, I mean, that's where this post came from is just there was a season that I was paralyzed by it that I didn't want to do any public ministry because I didn't want Amazon reviews and I didn't want public opinions and, and I couldn't have handled it. I mean, at that point in my mm-hmm. life, I was, I was definitely in bondage to approval. And it was actually through reading the blog of a girl named Katie Davis. who You may have heard of, she had a blog at the time. Now it's a book called kisses from Katie. And at the time she was 20 young twenties and she had adopted about, you know, 15 plus girls off the street of Uganda. And she was living in Uganda by herself as a 20 something. And I read her words and her words were screaming of a different way to live. And it wasn't the boxed in, this is how you do ministry in life. It was completely radical to anybody that would have viewed it, right? Like that she's living in a different country. She was the homecoming queen. She, you know, had a little yellow convertible in high school and then somehow goes from that life in Nashville to Uganda and, and commits to stay and to truly help mother kids that are on the street. And, mm. and I, I was watching her life and I was so convicted because I thought, of course, and she even talks about, of course, my parents didn't approve of this. Of course, everybody thought I was crazy. You know, of course, everybody yeah. has opinions about the fact that I'm doing this, but I just knew God was equipping me and calling me to this. And that precious woman who I love and now call a friend is, is over there still raising those girls mm. married now. Um, God brought her a husband and And so, you know, I've watched her life and faith and there certainly was obedience to that moment and the dominoes that have fallen because of her obedience. I mean, I credit every single thing I do to that moment when I read that post. So just my life and all the lives I will touch because of the gospel, my domino fell into surrender and obedience because hers fell into me and, and I see mine falling into others. Right. And so I just think what we've got to do is just put our eyes down in our Bibles, in our local churches, commit to a mm-hmm. few people that do have a say, right? You've got to have accountability. You've got to be submissive to somebody. Um, put our, but, but keep our head down and do the work God gives yeah. us to do. And, and for each of us, that's very different work. Very few of us, it's a big public platform like you or I, but, but for everybody there, if it's obeying God, there will be resistance and it will feel risky and it will feel difficult. And I would say it will always contain some measure of dying to ourselves if it's from God. And, yes. and I love that about him, that from the outside, I mean, my, my ministry looks like and tracks like it is up and to the right, that everything just grow, grew year after year and it's so successful and we haven't had hard times. <laughs> but I've been telling some girls lately that carry a, a steward a lot of, of ministry and, and platform. I said, the moment that God began to build my platform was the very moment that my life became a dumpster fire. Like everything was falling apart and not in mm. a small way, but but depression. And I would say, um, you know, my husband walked through such a dark season of that. My best friend who was 35, almost the minute we launched if gathering who she was the biggest fan of. And so right beside me, I mean, my best friend, um, has a massive stroke and still to this day, can't talk. I FaceTimed with her today. And, and I, and I didn't know what she, she was trying to tell me. Um, so, so we're looking at, you know, that being eight years ago and, and so it's just, there's been in, in more difficulty than I can even say publicly went on in my life. Mm. And so people ask me all the time, like, how did you get over people's opinions and how did you, you know, follow God and, and stay humble through things being successful and God building a platform around you. 
And I would say it is through suffering. It is through Mm -hmm. suffering and nobody wishes that for their life. But those of us that are brave enough to pray prayers, and I know this is you MMA and a lot of people listening Mm -hmm. to pray prayers like God protect my heart and keep me obedient to you and keep my heart pure prayers like that, that I prayed throughout the beginning of, of, you know, doing public ministry and still pray. He does that. And he used all those things to cause me not to love it because I was walking through, you know, my friend who is in the middle of a divorce and has a stroke and I'm unloading her pantry with her. Right. And, and helping her, um, set up a house from a wheelchair without words with young children. (laughs) And we're, we're organizing her pantry. And the next day I get on a flight to fly to catalyst and speak to tens of thousands of people. I wasn't impressed with that. Like, It wasn't like this feeling yeah. of, wow, I've arrived. This is awesome. I'm still just wiping away tears from, from being with my friend that is suffering and in my day-to-day life. So none of us wish for it, but I would say it causes us to realize this life is short and whatever difficulty yeah. we face, God is enough for, and, and he's worth it. And whatever he's called us to do, we want to do it. We don't want to miss the will of God. If we're only here for a few years, we want to do that mm-hmm. thing. And if, if approval is keeping you from that, if pride is keeping you from that, if, you know, craving, you know, mixed motives are keeping you from that, you just pray and you say, God, make my heart pure and help me obey you. And he's good at answering those prayers because he wants us to be in that position. Yeah. Wow. I am so encouraged. And the way that you just communicated that, that like, cause that's not easy to believe, especially when you're in the thick of it, that like this suffering and these trials and this being pressed on every side is actually, if responded to well, like can deepen my intimacy with the Lord and help me stay focused on what actually matters. And it, when you were talking about that, it made me think about Nehemiah because I've been reading through Nehemiah lately for one of my classes at Liberty. And Nehemiah is focused on building the wall. He's focused on being obedient to God by helping Jerusalem get back in order because just they've been in captivity by, by Babylon and it's just been haywire. And now he's leading people and building this wall. And there are people who are not okay with it. Like I think Tobiah and Sam Ballot, like they are not okay. And they are trying to intimidate him, trying to, trying to kill him even. And what I love is his response was prayer. And his response was, I'm doing this work and I'm basically too busy. I can't come down. And that just is what came to my mind as you were saying that, that like, as all of these different opinions are coming at us and different platforms or different positions may be entrusted to us and different trials and sufferings that we come face to face with, like it all, whenever responded to with prayer and awareness that God's voice is the voice that matters and is worthy of our obedience to like, we're able to respond by saying, I'm, I'm not coming down. I have to finish this race because I know why I'm doing it. And like you said, whether it's pride or it's approval of people or fear of rejection, all, all of these different things like that are getting in the way of that, pray. I just love how you brought it back to pray, pray, pray. And I, I want to ask you, I have this written down because I was so excited to ask you these questions. Um, like, I want to know, but like, I know people have asked me like how I got to where I'm at and like basically like how I got the platform 
that I have. And because it's like a goal. I once heard someone talking about these statistics that people want to be famous. I think I was talking to Sadie Huff and she was sharing like, there's this big stat where people want to be famous. And people ask like, how did you get famous? How did you get all the followers? How did you get here? And I will simply respond like, I never planned on it. (laughs) Like that was never that was never the goal. (laughs) The goal was to love God and, and make him known because I wanted to see other people genuinely love him too. And this just so happened to be a way that God opened a door for me to like live that out. And I was really excited to ask you this because I want to read this other post you made. You said, if you are trying to build a platform or keep a platform, you can't build the kingdom build the kingdom. And if God builds a platform for it, as you do, you'll know exactly what to do with it. And I was like, Jimmy, that's so good. (laughs) And so I wanted to ask you, like, like, how did you get to where you are at and, and get to the place of realizing like, yeah, I'm just doing what I did 10 years ago, but now I just have more people to do it with. Yeah. Well, I just want to affirm you too, MMA, because I'm not surprised that God did that in you because you know, I think about when we met, I just, I told you, I was like, I just want to encourage you that you are this bright little light in the world. And it's so comforting to those of us that are older than you guys that are, you know, quite a bit older, 20 years older, watching you come up in the faith is so encouraging to us and everybody Mm -hmm. listening that loves Jesus. And I bet you're listening because you love Jesus or you're curious about him. It is so encouraging to us because we it's like that whole fan the flame. Like we just want to, you know, wave it and help y'all love God more and more and grow you up in the faith. And what it does for us is just give us so much hope that God is on the move because y'all have had a different experience. Like the church, it feels like is is struggling and it feels like, gosh, Christians are not just, you know, mm-hmm. multiplying, but they are. We just don't see it the same way that we used to. And it's different. And so those of you that love God that are coming up into your twenties and and getting married and starting families. It's just so rewarding. And so I'm not surprised that God has built a platform around your faith because I've met you in person and you just so sincerely love Jesus. And, and so I, you know, I think, I just think of the verse, seek you first the kingdom of God and all these other things will be added to you. And what he meant by that, what the author meant was get that right. You know, I think of A.W. Tozer's quote, get that right. If God is in his rightful place, a thousand problems will be solved all at once. With God as the center with God as the, the only purpose, right? And when you start to realize, even as a 20 something, that your, your life is not your own, that, that you cannot build a kingdom here that will last, whatever mm-hmm. it is of comfort, a kingdom of money, a kingdom of success, a kingdom of, you know, the perfect marriage and the three kids, like whatever your kingdom is that you're building and that you're, you're determined that it's going to happen. If it's, if it's platform or success, whatever it is, you can't build that thing and it lasts. But you can build the kingdom of God and will never die. It will always go on into heaven. And so I think for me, it just made good sense. It was just, yeah. why would I build my own name when I can build God's and it lasts forever? Why would I build my own little kingdom of success when I can give money away and it invests in the kingdom and it goes on forever? Like it only is, it just makes sense. It's not even a, you know, it's just not even a, a, a really humble decision. It's just, if you believe in yeah. heaven and you believe in eternity, build into the things that won't go away. So for me, it's just always kind of been clear. I'm not, not that I'm not tempted to, you know, build comfort here. And again, it's not like God 
has this, like, I used to feel like if I wasn't suffering, I wasn't following Jesus, right? There's, there's seasons to dance and there's seasons to mourn, there's seasons yeah. to harvest and there's seasons to, to spread out seed and, and to build and to, you know, reap and sow. And so what you, what you see throughout scripture is obeying him and being right beside him, that he's going to lead you. And to all mm. of you that feel like, I don't know if he's going to lead me. I feel confused. I don't know if I matter. I don't know if what's next. I, I want to please God, but I don't just the wanting to please God, just the wanting to please God is so mm-hmm. pleasing to him. And do you <laughs> That's think, so I mean, I, good, Jenny. Yeah. I think about my child who I adore. And if they're like, mom, I want to do the right thing. Help me do the right thing. And you, do you think I'm going to confuse them and be like, I don't know what the right thing is. I don't know what you're supposed to do. Like, good luck. No, if my kid says, comes to me and says, Hey, I want to be right with you. And I want to please you. And I want to do what you want me to do. I'm gonna be like, baby, thank you. I love you. Come sit on my lap. Let me tell you what would please me. Let me tell you what would be good. And, and that's why I love this book because so much of it is just that relationship of God saying, Hey, let me tell you, let me tell you how to please me. Let me tell you how to walk with me. Let me tell you what to do even make disciples who make disciples. You can do that over the internet. You can do that in a coffee shop. You can do that as a 12 year old. You can do that as an 80 year old. Guess what? You have a mission and what you can do that in a cubicle. You can do that in a profession, any profession. So he gave us an assignment and he he said, Hey, that pleases me. I tell people all the time. I'm like, if you make two disciples this year, does that feel like heaven would be cheering and God would be pleased? And everybody's like, I mean, what's the right answer? Yes. You know, like they're confused. It's like, maybe. Yes. The answer is yes. Matthew said in the end, when Jesus is raising up from heaven, Matthew 28, it says, make disciples to all nations. So, so if you're contributing to that mission, you're winning. So I think we just get so confused and we make it so complicated and we see heroes of the faith now everywhere. You're one to so many people listening. And, and we watch those people and we're like, wow, that's what it looks like to, to obey God. And to all those people that are looking at both of us that way, I would say, yes. And, and I do the exact same thing today in this moment that I was doing Mm -hmm. 20 years ago when I was just out of college and I was making disciples who make disciples in my living room. And I was teaching them what Mm it looks like to obey Jesus. I wasn't seminary trained. I didn't, I probably got a lot wrong when I was doing that, but I wasn't very old and I was basically discipling my peers, but I'm just doing the same thing today. I I'm doing the best I can with what I've been given to make disciples who make disciples. And yeah, that's a lot more people, but in my mind, it's not any different than it was then. And Mm -hmm. I think when you do the thing, God put in your heart to do whatever that is, if it's music, if it's writing, if it's a career choice that, that feels kind of mundane, but but you're good at it. I mean, I just think in the other offices right here at If Gathering, we have lots of people behind computers doing spreadsheets right now, right? If you yeah. do thing with all your heart and you you do it as unto the Lord, scripture says, you're doing the thing God wants you to do. And if he wants you to do something different mm. and you're always saying, God, I want to please you. I want to be where you want me to be. He'll, he'll let you know. He'll let you know through people. He'll let you know through a restlessness that grows in your, in your spirit. Like, you know what? I think there's something else I'm supposed to be doing. Not a discontentment. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about mm-hmm. a stirring of the spirit where, where, you know, maybe, maybe it's time for a change. Um, he'll let you know through his word. That's how we knew to adopt. Like people ask you, how'd you know to adopt? Well, I never got some feeling about it. I just read that true religion is taking care of widows and orphans. And we had an empty bed. Like I just read the Bible, you know? So, and again, I'm not saying everybody should adopt yeah. but 
but we could, and we had enough love and, and resources to do that. So, so I just think we, we complicate it. And mm-hmm. if, if I yeah, were to tell I my, if I were to tell myself something, you know, 20 years ago, it would be exhale, take a deep breath. Jenny, God loves you. He likes you. You're doing all right. You want to please him. Keep, keep wanting to please him and seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else is going to get worked out. It may not be really cleanly worked out. It's probably going to be pretty messy, but you're going to have what you need every single day. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network and is sponsored in part by... If you're single and looking to date but don't know where to start, it's time to check out Upward. Upward is a new free app that is super easy to use. You can create a profile in just minutes, and before you know it, you'll be chatting with other Christian singles near you. Ready for a partner that puts faith first? Then it's time to check out Upward. That's U-P-W-A-R-D. Download the app and find your match today. I'm so encouraged by you. (laughs) Yes. Well, I think you're nailing, I think you're nailing one of the idols of your generation. And of course it would be. Where, Where else in the history of the world has fame been put in front of people's faces since the time they were one and playing on their mom's phones, right? You guys have grown up with the universe existing on your phones. And so you Mm -hmm. see your heroes are on YouTube. Your heroes are on Instagram. Your heroes are on Snapchat and TikTok. Like that is where your heroes have been built. So I think the fact that you're talking about this is so important and you probably need a lot of people speaking into it because there is a temptation when an idol when an idol of a culture has been lifted up and everybody's bowing down to it and saying, this is the thing, this is the thing you want in life. As Christians, we've got to be those that say, Hey, it looks like I'm bowing down to that. Like I have a lot of followers. I'm on YouTube. I'm doing all these things, but let me be clear. I could care less. Like we have to say that a lot and make sure we mean that because just as easily as, you know, money could become an idol for me or, or comfort, or even my children, right. That I love, like they could become Mm -hmm. idols to me. So could my platform. It could become something that, that I have to keep. And that's why I put build or keep, because a lot of us that already have platforms still have to ask ourselves, is that, could we lose that tomorrow? Would we be okay? And so I think it's just naming that idol, what you're doing and, and talking about it and helping people see, like, it's not there. It's a kingdom that will crumble. And and it never satisfies us anyway, right? I mean, there's not actual satisfaction in it for very long. It's not sustainable. And like, Mm -hmm. it's a different scenario for Job. When Job says like, Lord, he gives and he takes away, blessed be the name of the Lord. Like, what if our heart postures really looked like that? Like, God, if I was given a million followers today and had one follower tomorrow, as you refer to, like, will I still be just as content and just as excited to go love people well, and just as excited to be in your word and go teach people what I've learned in your word? Because if not, then there's no condemnation there, but there is a heart check there. God, search my heart, like understanding, okay, I'm human. And I I think I struggle with that sometimes of like, I so badly want to be honorable to the Lord. I so badly want 
my only heart's desire to be him, that whenever I do have those flesh tendencies creep in, I can be really hard on myself. Mm -hmm. So that is also an encouragement to those listening that like, it, it's a guarantee because you're human that like, yes. you're going to want followers and you're going to want right. likes, you know, and so yes. like remembering like God's grace is sufficient and it's a journey. <laughs> and that he's just like, I told you earlier, he's going to couple humility. I didn't get humility from willing humility into my life. I got humility because God worked it into my life through circumstances mm. that were out of my control and trust yeah. the process. It's like, He's really good at accomplishing his will through our lives when we're submitted to him, right? He yeah. says that um, in, in its perfect time, like that, that all things will work together for good. He's building all the mess into something beautiful. That's who he mm-hmm. is. That's what he does. So, so we don't have to, we kind of, uh, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, my forties at where I am right now in life, I feel like I'm just kind of riding down the river where in my thirties and my twenties, well, in my twenties, I don't even think I had any oars. I think the, the canoe was just like <laughs> flipping around. Like, I don't even remember my twenties. Y'all are so far ahead of me than I was. But in my thirties, it felt like I was fighting the river. Like I, I was trying to canoe and paddle really hard and make sure I was doing it right. And, and now I felt like God was like, you know, the river's already moving. Like It's going like, just wow. put your oars in the boat and sit back and we'll get there. And actually you'll get there and, and go straighter than if you were fighting all this and trying to make something happen. And and I think even wow. with our holiness and our sanctification, right? It's like, he's actually doing a lot just by <laughs> the nature of you. You know, you're about to get married. Um, that will that will do a lot to sanctify you. Like that does a lot. Um, uh-huh. Having a roommate, having a roommate, all anybody that's ever had a roommate, yes. even a sibling, a sibling sanctifies us a lot. Just being in the river of what, of the will of God and doing what he's called you to do. The job that I have, the ministry that I have, it's actually sanctifying me. Those mm-hmm. comments that that come, they they cause me to not care the good and the bad, right? It's like at some point, it's like, you know, I can't control how this is going to go. I think I'm just going to make sure I'm right with God, and we're going to go down the river, and and everybody's going to be yelling from the sides and saying all these things, and I'm just, yep. I'm just going to, I'm going to stick to what He thinks and and kind of tune that out. And gosh, that's been powerful. And so it's like, yeah, I, I tuned out the bad, but I also sometimes tune out the good. Because I just care about what he says. And is this right? And are, am I right with him? And so I think mm-hmm. trust the process of, of his goodness to make us more holy. Because he, he's doing it. He's doing it. It just isn't comfortable. And it doesn't feel like it. And it doesn't happen fast. Yep. Yep. It's a process. It Nasty is one. a process. <laughs> wow. Well, I literally love talking to you. And I hate that this conversation is coming to a close, but I have a really good feeling that this podcast will start a lot of good conversations among people throughout everywhere. And I really hope so. And so, um, I want to give you an opportunity to share with people one more time where they can stay in touch with you, continue to be encouraged by you. Like I know I've read, get out of your head and been blessed by like, how Mm -hmm. can they continue to be blessed by what God is doing through you very powerfully? Yeah. So I love hanging out on Instagram. That's my platform of choice. And it's Jenny S. Allen, J-E-N and I-E-S Allen. And then JennyAllen.com is everything. If gathering and, and books and ministries and studies are all there. So you can check that out there. But, but I just, I, I want to close with this. I just want to say to all of you that are listening, mm-hmm. that are in your 20s and maybe even younger, maybe older, that following God is worth it. And nothing yeah. in the culture is encouraging you in that and causing you to know that. And so just know that, that 
MMA, I'm, I'm cheering for you as you follow God and, Thank and you. it is worth it and it is good. And he will take care of you. You will feel like you, you have what you need every single day. I think of the prayer, give us this day our daily bread. And that's usually what it feels like. And, and yet he does it and he, he takes that mm. what we need and he puts it right in our lap. So I just yeah. am so grateful for how many of you love God. And we're here, those of us, the big sisters, mamas of the world, we're here to <laughs> cheer you on and encourage you. Woohoo! I feel I feel hyped up in truth today. <laughs> this is the best <laughs> day ever. Wow. And I hope everybody listening feels mightily encouraged. And be sure and you know all the sweet things. Rate, review, share with your people so they can be encouraged in the word too. And know that I love y'all a lot and that Jenny loves y'all a lot. And we believe in you and Truly, I just am encouraged that no ear is heard, no eye has seen, no mind has conceived all that God has in store for those who love Him. And so just be encouraged by that. And I will talk to you all next week. <laughs> Doodles, everybody. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.